live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Everybody and welcome. You are locked and loaded right here on LFA TV. This is live from America, baby. And I am your ever so humble, God-fearing and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. And as always, we are live broadcasting from the live free or die state of New Hampshire. We got thousands of people logging in. We got producer Eli ready. I'm ready. So let's give some live shout-outs. Let us know where you're from. Bobby Driver is in the building. Ruth 55 CQ. MR Timster from Florida. Piglet 1964. Miss Mocha Powered C Ward 1. Nolan Wallace Snapdragons. Abella Mom is in the building. How you doing? Tommy Lance. Good afternoon, my well, it's just still good morning, I guess. Good morning, brother. Serby, how you doing, Serby? Thank you for joining in. Rick Town is watching. Lulu Red is here. Moose for Trump. Sandy R. Purnell is watching. Rita, how are you? Marla and S.L. Holmes. Barbara Peters. Gerald, how are you, Gerald? Thank you. Lucille, Grace Simpkins, and one more here. Let's give it to... Rockin' Robin, tweet, 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 Rockin' Robin, tweet. And you know what? We'll do one more. Darlene from Michigan, how are you? Well, as you guys all know, by now, uh, President Trump got exactly what he asked for. And we're going to be talking a lot about that today. Big shout out to Jeff Pools. Long time no talk to you. How you doing, Jeff? We're going to be talking a lot about that today. But I think what's more important than that, because we knew that was coming. It's not a big surprise. Maybe some of the indictment names that went into this uh, ridiculous Witch hunt, maybe that might be some surprises there. And we're going to break it all down. But I'm going to tell you what. Just like East Palestine, Ohio, just like the southern border, just like Afghanistan, the current resident in thief, Joe Biden, who absolutely 100% stole the 2020 election with the help of people who knew what they were doing because he doesn't, still has not said a word about the victims in Hawaii and has no plans on going there. So while we sit back and never expect a non-president to be presidential, let's listen to a president being presidential. Roll the clip. I would like to express my sympathy and warmest regards to the people of Hawaii 
and specifically all of those who have been so gravely and irreparably hurt by the tragedy of the wildfires in Maui, something the likes of which have seldom been seen anywhere at any time. The death caused by this catastrophic event will be far worse than ever expected now that houses and cars and other areas are being inspected. The sad thing is, it should never have happened. Our government was not prepared, and very importantly, the aftermath is going very poorly with the governor of the island wanting to do nothing but blame it on global warming and other things that just happened to pop into his head. When asked about it today, as he was getting into a car, perhaps coming home from the beach, where he has been spending a great deal of time, Crooked Joe Biden, the most incompetent president in the history of our country, with a laugh and a smile, said he had no comment on the death and the tragedy. To say no comment is oftentimes fine, but to be smiling when you say it, especially against such a tragedy as this, is absolutely horrible and unacceptable. It is a disgraceful thing that Joe Biden refuses to help or comment on the tragedy in Maui, just as he refused to help or comment on the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, for a very, very long time. In any event, hopefully everyone will be able to pull together so that a horrible situation does not get even worse. To the families affected, I give you my love and sympathy. Nothing can ever replace your loved ones. But you will always have the memories and will feel their great love surrounding and embracing you. Together, we will continue to carry their legacy forward. And I love you all very much. Thank you. Love you too, President Trump. Now, we got Trent in the uh, Trent Krim in the, in the chat saying he addressed it. <clears throat> Give us the link. Give us the link that he addressed it. Other than saying no comment. And, and, and I'm not saying addressing it while it's happening or right after saying, oh, there was a storm. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be looking at that. I'm saying addressed it. Talked about it. Talked about the people. Talked, addressed it as a president. Please send us the link. I'd love to see it. Prove us wrong. Because from what I understand as of right now, the only thing he's really said about the victims, the death toll, the destruction is no comment with a smile. But please, you're more than welcome to put the link in here. Now, remember what I told you yesterday? Remember what I told you yesterday about the governor there and about what I believe will be the, fr- the first 15-minute city, about the, um, about the summits that were held there in January and the summit that will be held there in September about AI running the government? I want you to hear from the mouths of the governor himself basically validating everything that I said. Roll this. Listen closely. This is what Josh, Governor Josh Green had to say, along with the FEMA director, about preserving Lahaina moving forward. I'm already thinking about ways for the state to acquire that land so that we can put it into workforce housing, to put it back into families, or to make it open spaces in perpetuity as a memorial to people who were lost. This is what Josh... Governor Let me, Josh say Green that had again? to Hold say, on. One more time. along with the FEMA director, about preserving Lahaina moving forward. I'm already thinking about ways for the state to acquire that land. I'm already thinking of ways 
for the state to acquire that land. Now, remember what I told you. The land down there was occupied by small business owners and people who lived there. Small businesses and people who live there. The state's going to acquire all that land, and you're going to see what I'm talking about. Now, you might say, Jeremy, there's been stuff going on there. They've been doing, you know, 15-minute city summits there for a long time. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they have. But you have to couple that together with what they spoke about at the UN meetings when they expressed him, him expressed his concern for Hawaii, for Maui, to be the leader in these new AI-governed cities that we now call 15-minute cities. I'm just saying, I guess time will tell. I'm already looking for ways for the state to acquire that land to do what with? To build what on? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, um, I want to take this time to let you guys know that uh, yesterday I misspoke a little bit about my plans for next week. I will be here all Monday next week. We're not leaving until Tuesday, and we'll be back on Thursday evening because we're going out to Wisconsin for the RNC uh, debate Uh, And myself, Mike Crispy, will be broadcasting from the Rumble booth there for an hour on the 23rd. So I'll be here all day Monday, just so you guys know, okay? I also want to thank the the monthly supporters on JeremyHarrell.com and LFATV.us. You guys have no idea uh, the, the the gratitude that comes from everybody that works at LFA, knowing that it is truly powered by the people. So all you people who rumble rant to have our slurp fund out there to help people and to keep Eli employed, all you people that donate on JeremyHerald.com or through the mail uh, or even using our promo codes, it is truly powered by the people. And we will always work for and fight for that. And at any time that that goes, then there's no need for us. So we'll just leave it at that. We thank you and we appreciate you. Now, let's go to this morning's verse of the day. That said, that was titled, It's Okay to Ask for Help. There's a lot of people out there that pray and pray and pray, and then when God sends help their way, well, ladies and gentlemen, they don't accept the help. They don't accept the offer from other people, which is a blessing from God through them to you. I know it's hard to accept help. I really do. But it's okay to, call, it's okay to ask for help. Even Jesus did. So did Moses. So did Abraham. So did David. So did Jeremiah. So did Elijah and Elisha. Here we go. Verse of the day, Luke twenty two forty one through 44. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling to the ground. Jesus Christ in that moment asked for help. If the Son of Man and the Son of the Living God isn't too proud to ask for help, then why are we? Do you know how many times in my life I've needed something and I've openly spoke about that need so much that people around me offer help in a way of giving their time or money 
and I've rejected it. Why do I do that? Why, why did I do that in the past? Why do some of you guys do that now? It's because of two things, pride and or the fact that you think by accepting their offer, you are burdening them. However, they're just trying to lighten your load, and it's also very rude to reject an offer from somebody. God put it on those people's heart to bless you, and you rejected it. In doing so, you reject the blessing that God gave you in answering your prayers. God uses other people to bless you. That's how it works. So if Jesus wasn't too proud to ask for help, then we shouldn't be either. He asked God to remove this burden from him, and it was God's will to do so. If it was God's will to do so. And it wasn't. However, God did send an angel to comfort him and give him the strength that he needed to rise up and complete his mission. God may not answer the way you think he is going to when you ask for help, but he will answer and he will help you. You just have to be willing to accept his gestures and his answer and not reject it. After all, it's rude. So if you need something, anything, prayers, if you need help, physical help from your family members or your, or your, or your friends, then ask. God wants us to ask for help when we need it. It humbles us. He wants you to be humble and not proud. Thank you, Father, for your kindness and your knowledge. In Jesus' name, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to be one of those people that say uh, that the government definitely caused this problem with Hawaii, as we were speaking about when we first started. I'm going to say they capitalized on something that happened. Maybe. That's more than likely. Maybe they did. Maybe they do have these direct energy weapons. All I know is they had this in place and they capitalized on something. And if they didn't capitalize on it, then the governor would not be out there saying, we're going to, you know what he said after that? He said, we're going to rebuild Maui in our own image. That's what he said. That's what he said, Eli. We're going to rebuild Maui in our own image. What does that mean? Why isn't he saying to the business owners out there, don't worry, we're going to rebuild and your business is going to be just fine. You will bounce back from this. We are here for you. That's what President Trump would say. No, 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 no. We're already looking for ways for the state to acquire this land and we are going to rebuild Maui in our own image. I'm just saying, sounds a little weird to me. All right, first and foremost section, lift up your cup, baby, and let's have our first slurp of the day. Trump and 18 others yesterday were indicted in the corrupt DA Fannie Willis's witch hunt in an attempt for her to garner more donations, more money, more clout, more political capital amongst the other losers that she lives around, and works with. And among those 18 that were indicted were Mark Meadows, Jenna Ellis, Rudy Giuliani, Giuliani, and others. Now, had these people around Trump done their jobs, like Mike Pence, like Bill Barr, 
like Chris Ray, if all these people were not so deeply rooted in the swamp, we wouldn't be here today and we would have found out all, the, all of the crap. But they were too weak and that's why Donald Trump has to go this route. But never fail. I want you to look at the title of today's show right now. Look what the title said. Jeremy, did you see what Carrie Lake said about the indictment last night? She said that he's going to win this election 2024. Yeah, because Donald Trump, just like my title said, has aces up his sleeve. Aces up his sleeve. Mark Meadows, Donald Trump, Jenna Ellis, John Eastman, Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, Jeffrey Clark, Mike Roman. They were all charged in this indictment. Now, I, I, I don't want to put you through hell and back, but I am going to play for you when this windbag of death, huffing and puffing like a little piggy, Fanny Willis, <laughs> what are you, out of breath for walking, pork chop? Let's go to the moment that she uh, got her 15 minutes of fame. Roll it. Thank you for joining us. I'm here with the prosecutors and investigators who have worked diligently on the investigation of criminal attempts to interfere in the administration of Georgia's 2020 presidential election. Today, based on information developed by that investigation, a Fulton County grand jury returned a true bill of indictment charging 19 individuals with violations of Georgia law arising from a criminal conspiracy to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election in this state. The indictment includes 41 felony counts and is 97 pages long. Please remember that everyone charged in this bill of indictment is presumed innocent. Okay, I want to stop it right there. So she says there were criminal charges. We're filing criminal charges because of a criminal activity in which we are charging these individuals for in a total of 40-whatever felonies. Then goes on to say, we just want you to understand that these people are to be presumed innocent. You just called them criminals. You just called them criminals. And then you're going to go on and say, oh, but <laughs> presume that we got to presume that they're innocent. Mark Meadows, who was indicted in this case, was indicted for asking for a phone number over text messages. Was charged with Counts one and count 28 of the however many charges there were. Solicitation of violation of oath by public officer. For a text message asking for a phone number on or about the 21st day of November 2020, Mark Meadows sent a text message to United States Representative Scott Perry from Pennsylvania and stated the following, quote, can you send me the number for the speaker and the leader of PA legislature. POTUS wants to chat with them. That's it. 
Eh, felony charge. <laughs> felony charge for Mark Meadows. Then when asked by the members of the media, little Miss Piggy Willis, when she was asked, what do you have to say about the leaked indictment that was on your website that you are saying that everybody's saying was a false, that wasn't from us, that, uh, that, was, that, was, just some, that was just some false, <laughs> wasn't real. What about that? What do you have to say about that? Oh, she has nothing to say. I don't have anything to say about that. Oink, oink. Roll it. It's hard to hear this one. The RICO charges has time that you have to serve. So it is not a probated sentence. What is the timetable for the trial? As you know, in this jurisdiction, trials are set by the judges. Um, and so it will be the judge that sets the date of the trial. This office will be su submitting a proposed scheduling order within this week. However, that will totally be at the discretion of the judge. You're the fourth person, the fourth jurisdiction now to indict Donald Trump. Do you believe you need to be the fourth one to try him or could you move it up? Do you want to be the first to try him? I don't have any desire to be first or last. I want to try him and be respectful for our sovereign states. Um, we do want to move this case along, and so we will be asking for a proposed order that occurs a trial date within the next six months. Today, there was a fictitious document, according to the Fulton County Clerk's Office, that was circulated online with charges against former President Donald Trump. Those, that fictitious document uh, matched exactly the charges that we now see in this indictment. Can you tell us more about that document leak? Uh, because now you have the former president's lawyers who are saying that this is emblematic of a serious problem with your office. No, I can't tell you anything about um, what you refer to. What I can tell you is that we had a grand jury here in Fulton County. They deliberated till almost 8 o'clock, if not right after 8 o'clock. An indictment was returned. It was true billed, and you now have an indictment. So there, th she said it right there. I don't have anything to say about that. I, I just don't have anything to say about that. Well, remember what my show was titled yesterday. Fannie Willis needs to be removed immediately. That's what we were talking about yesterday. She needs to be removed immediately. And there's a reason why, folks. There's a reason why. And we're going to tell you about that right after we play her threat. Well, I look at it as a threat, and I'm sure Donald Trump looks at it as a threat, too. He has until a certain date. He better turn himself in, or else, oink, oink, oink. Roll it. The indictment alleges that rather than abide, abide by Georgia's legal process for election challenges, the defendants engaged in a criminal racketeering enterprise to overturn Georgia's presidential election result. Subsequent to the indictment, as is the normal process in Georgia law, the, ju the grand jury issued arrest warrants for those who are charged. I am giving the defendants the opportunity to voluntarily surrender no later than noon on Friday, the 25th day of August, 2023. I am giving them the benefit of the doubt to surrender their persons by 
August 25th, no later than, at 12 p.m. noon. You think he's afraid? You guys got to understand something. Donald Trump said, I need one more indictment to secure my election. Remember when he said that? I need one more, just one more. Now, why do you think that Donald Trump needed one more indictment to secure his election? Because he got it. He got exactly what he asked for. Well, first of all, let me read this statement by President Donald J. Trump. Like Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, hey, hey, Deranged Jack Smith in New York, Attorney General Letitia James, Fulton County's GA, or Fulton County GA's radical Democrat District Attorney Fannie Willis is a rabid partisan who is campaigning and fundraising on a platform of prosecuting President Trump through these bogus indictments. Ripping a page from crooked Joe Biden's playbook, Willis has strategically stalled her investigation to try to maximally interfere with the 2024 presidential race and damage the dominant Trump campaign. All of these Democrats, all of these corrupt Democrats, excuse me, attempts will fail. Combined with the intentionally slow-walked investigation by the Biden-Smith goon squads and the false charges in New York, the timing of this latest coordinated strike by a biased prosecutor in an overwhelmingly Democratic jurisdiction not only betrays the trust of the American people, but also exposes True motivation driving their fabricated accusations. So see, you got to understand something. When Donald Trump says, I need one more indictment to secure my election, knowing damn well that the more he does this, the more he puts himself at risk for what everybody thinks is the walls closing in, him going to jail. He needs them to do something in order to show something. He needs them to do something in order to expose who's part of this plan that he is about to lay the smack down on and really open this wide up to blow to, to drain the swamp. He then goes on to say at the very end of this, President Trump will never give up and will never stop fighting for you as we all work to make America great again 2024. Now, I said she needed to be removed immediately because Georgia Governor Brian Kemp signed a bill in May that allows him the power to remove an elected district attorney from office the same way that Ron DeSantis has in Florida. I'm asking you to share the video. The newly enacted law which was Senate Bill 92 in Georgia, establishes a statewide prosecuting attorney's statewide qualifications commission vested with the power to investigate complaints against district attorneys and, if warranted, remove them from office. The grounds for discipline, removal, or involuntary retirement of a district attorney or solicitor general listed in the bill include the following bullet points. Mental or physical incapacity interfering with the performance of his or her duties, which is or likely to become permanent. Well, that's Joe Biden. Doesn't really apply to Piggy Willis. Willful misconduct in office, Piggy Willis. With respect to district attorneys, willful and persistent failure to carry out duties pursuant to Code Section 1518.6, Piggy Willis. With respect to solicitors, general willful and persistent failure to carry out duties pursuant to Code 15-1866. Again, conviction of a crime involving moral turpitude. I guess you'd have to prove intent. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if that means 
the district attorney being convicted of a crime or if they convict of a crime involving moral turpitude. I'm not sure. Conduct conduct prejudicial to the administration of justice, which brings the office into dis, uh, disrepute or knowingly authorizing or permitting an assistant district attorney or assistant solicitor general to commit any act constituting grounds for removal under paragraphs one through six of this subsection. All of those but one, possibly two, apply to Piggy Willis. I like that nickname. I think we're going to make that sticky like Piggy Willis. So, I call on Governor Brian Kemp in Georgia to remove her from office immediately. As a matter of fact, we're going to call him. Let's call him on air. That's always fun, right? Now, New Hampshire, being from New Hampshire, I can call um, an official like this without letting them know that they're being recorded because it is not a two-party state where I'm calling from. That's something you might want to know calling from your states. Just saying. The number, if some we got some fast fingers there, is 1-404-656-1776. That doesn't sound like a Brian Kemp number. But let's call. Turn up my volume here. We're calling Governor Brian Kemp's office. Your call may be monitored or recorded for quality purposes. If you are calling about the cash assistance program, please press 1. If you are calling about elections, please press 2. For information about tours of the governor's mansion, please press 3. If you are calling with COVID-related questions or questions about the COVID vaccine, please press 4. For all other inquiries, press 5 or remain on the line. The next available agent will assist you. Arrest Piggy Willis now. Arrest Piggy Willis now. This music makes me want to just make up a song about Piggy Willis while we're waiting. Arrest or remove that piggy. Arrest or remove Piggy Willis now. Arrest or remove that piglet. The whole house is coming down. Said the big bad wolf is Donald Trump. Orange man bad. (laughs) Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I don't have the whole time to sit here and sit here on hold. So I'm going to turn this down. I just thought I'd sing a song. Uh, But again, the number is 404-656-1776. I will call after this show is over. And we need to demand, not request, demand under that law, Senate bill, uh, what was the Senate bill number again? Senate bill number 92 under that law that was signed into law by Governor Kemp that we want him to arrest Piggy Willis now. Come on, arrest Piggy Willis now, arrest her, or at least remove her. Take, her, take away her, uh, her, her, her license to practice law. Now, I have uh, uh, Ryan Matta getting ready to come on here in a minute, but before we do, remember, I titled this show, Trump has aces up his sleeve. Trump has aces up his sleeve. He put this true social uh, post out this morning at 9.55 a.m. A large, complex, detailed, but irrefutable report on the presidential election fraud, which took place in Georgia, is almost complete and will be presented by me at a major news conference at 11 a.m. Monday of next week at Bedminster, New Jersey. 
He then goes on to say, based on the results of the conclusive report, all charges should be dropped against me and others immediately. There will be complete exoneration. And he puts that in capital letters. There will be complete exoneration. They never went after those that rigged the election. They only went after those that fought to find the riggers. When he said, I need one more indictment. When he knows that he, none of this would be here if he just stayed home and said, I'm not running from president. There is no way that man would have fought knowing that there was a possibility that A, he wouldn't win, or B, he would go to prison and ruin him and his family's life in the process. He baited them. When he kept telling you, we've got it, we caught them all, Space Force has it, Executive Order 13848 completely surrounds what I'm doing here. They couldn't help it. Orange Man was so bad. TDS gripped them so tight and so hard. They had no choice but to go. They had no choice but to fall into the trap. Piggy Willis, Alvin Bragg, Jack Smith, and the rest of you do nothing, good for nothing swamp donkeys. Gotcha. Got him. We got him, ladies and gentlemen. And I think that's exactly what Donald Trump is uh, planning. I think that's why he waited until now. Remember, he said, I only need one more indictment. And he got it. Got what he asked for. Let's go. All right, folks, we're going to talk about a couple sponsors real quick. And the first is Field of Greens. You want to know how Ryan Matta is able to go to Texas, come back here at 2 a.m. and get on this show and start doing his shows right away? Field of Greens. Do you want to know how Mike Crispy stays a mean green globalist fighting machine? Let's go, baby. Yes, there he is right there. Field of Greens. You want to know how Kevin stays so pretty? Field of Greens. And you know how I keep my double chin from coming back and hanging out on the bottom of my face? Field of Greens. A superhuman powder that is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables, not extracts, and is safe for the whole family. Try it today. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code LFA. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code LFA. Be as pretty as Kevin and have the energy of Mike Crispy, ladies and gentlemen. Not Krispy Kreme Christie. He has no energy. He eats donuts. You know what I'm talking about. All right, folks, as we're in the business of exposing things, we have got the one and only Ryan Matta joining us from Matta Fact here on LFA TV at 2 p.m. every single day. Uh, Ryan, thanks for joining in. How are you doing, my friend? Doing good, Jeremy. Good to see you, man. How's my mic? Your mic is good. It's probably better than mine. You sound, <laughs> you sound like a boss. Uh, Ryan, we got no time to waste. You went down to the border. You went down there, and you went down there to expose... Basically, not what the not the illegal invasion, but the illegal detention of these children, of these minors. Correct. And what you found out is not only are they trafficked for sex, not only are they trafficked for organs, not only are they trafficked um, for a, a multitude of reasons, but that they're actually being held against their will in what you would call, I don't know, concentration camps because they're money makers. They make a lot of money just to keep them in these little concentration camps. Tell us what you broke wide open down there and kind of give us a 5,000-foot overview from the start to the end, what you found out. So what we what we found out is that I don't think that there's anything off the table as far as what's happening to these children. Anything that you could think of, everything that you just said is still on the table because nothing has been taken off the table. 
we found these detention centers within 15 minutes of my hotel there was five of these different uh concentration camps where they are keeping children held there one of the camps that we went to is inside of a walmart so they're actually converting old walmarts and you wonder why the democrats in these heavily de democrat ran cities are just letting these walmarts these targets get ransacked letting people steal all these groceries i think it's because they have a plan for those walmarts and from the looks of it uh, i don't know if uh texas is their experiment but they are converting these walmart super centers into facilities concentration camps for children the one that we went to the one that i had drone footage of there is two thousand boys adult or um teenage boys aged 13 to 17 in this facility and in these facilities, this is where Carlos, the whistleblower you guys saw on my show the last couple of days, he's came on here and said that when he was picking up children from these facilities, some of the kids would recognize him as he would come in and they would come running up to him going, Carlos, Carlos, can I call my mom? Can I call my mom? I haven't seen my mom in three weeks. She hasn't heard from me in three weeks. I didn't plan on coming. I didn't want to come to the United States. I ran away with one of my buddies and I want to go home. And Carlos wasn't able to take this kid home. He, the, the rule at these facilities is none of these children go back. He's never, ever sent one back. So that, it means these kids are being held in these camps. Somehow they are getting to the United States. We haven't broke that story yet. There's a bunch of really big investigators working on how these children are getting out of countries and into the United States with no money, no IDs, no documents. Somehow they're getting out of other countries. They're getting sent to the border and they're getting trafficked into the United States through the cartels. And then they're being housed at these facilities. So Border Patrol processes them once they come in. And then after they are processed, they are taken to these detention centers like Southwest Key Programs. And this one facility has 2,000 boys in there. And, and to make that even scarier, brothers and sisters are coming over together, right? What would be worse than like a nine-year-old and a 12-year-old being separated? There's kids coming up to Carlos saying, Carlos, I haven't seen my sister in three months. Last time I saw her, she was at a detention facility down in Texas. This guy's over in Minnesota or he's in New York City or wherever the case may be. There, imagine being a kid coming across the border, your mother dying. The only thing that you have is, is your sister because your mother just got raped and killed by the cartels. You make it to America with your sister, then they separate you and your sister. You have no communication to her. No, There's no way to communicate with her. And I keep going on. I mean, this story gets so much worse. So after these kids make it into these detention facilities, they are then trying to what's called reunify them. And by reunify them, they mean find an adult that they think suitable to take these children. So there's children getting handed off to an adult. Some kids are coming across that border as young as five months old, two years old. They cannot speak, Jeremy. They're coming over with numbers stapled to their shirt from these cartel members. Then our government, DHS, takes that phone number that's stapled to their shirt, calls it, and what? Are you expecting a child? Oh, yeah, you are? Great. What's your name, John? All right, John, yeah, we'll have you a kid. We'll have you this kid by 7 p.m. tomorrow night or two months from now or three months from now. There's no vetting going on. And once a child is delivered to an adult that most likely has not been vetted and that there was no DNA testing done, that kid is delivered without a phone, without any device, and there is zero follow-up. So our government is literally trafficking these children, handing, turning these children over to random adults. And when I say random adults, I mean it because that's the email that Carlos broke from his supervisor at MBM that was saying for the last month, the documentation that we've been sending you with so that when you drop off this kid, you pull up this document that we gave you and the ID is supposed to match the adult. We are giving you the wrong paperwork for a month. So how are these eight people, how are they giving the, the wrong kids to the wrong adults for a month and nobody said anything about it. Are these adults that are picking up these kids? Is this just a giant trafficking network? Because how could you as an adult expecting what a 12 year old girl, and then all of a sudden you get a five year old boy, because if they were mixing up the adults, that means they were mixing up the ch children. That means the kids that were getting taken by these adults, it, it, they didn't matter what kid they were getting. They were just getting a kid and they were happy with it. 
So I think this is so much bigger. This is the biggest story that's ever going to break in the United States over this year. I know the Trump stuff and I know the Biden stuff is big, but our government is actively facilitating the yeah. trafficking of children well, around this country. Well, there's a few things I want to say about everything you just said there. So let's break down first of all. I want you all to remember, and I want you to take the portion of this video to your Democrat moron friends and family members and say, remember when you cried about children being separated from their parents at the border? Remember when you cried that kids were in cages, even though that wasn't true, but now you're creating entire concentration camps for kids that are separated at the border. That I just want to, I just want to point that mm -hmm. out for you indies and you normies out there that are watching this, that have no idea what's going on. Or maybe you're just joining in this news network for the first time. And you're like, wow, I've never heard this kind of truth come from anybody ever before. Number two, the Walmart thing. We've known Walmart is in on this for a long time. And it's not so much that Walmart is like, hey, let's be in this in cahoots with destroying our stores so you can take over the buildings. I think that the government is purposely like, look at San Francisco right now. Look, at people can't even walk down the street of San Francisco without getting spit in their face. One girl yesterday said, I walked down the road. This man spit in my face, said, get out of my way, whore, or I'll rape you. And she was a BLM supporter until that day, until that happened. That was yesterday. So they're purposely allowing crime to happen to destabilize every situation. But what's happening is, Ryan, is they're capitalizing on that. Mm -hmm. They're capitalizing on that by, by, by uh, confiscating the, the buildings and the land so they can turn them into these concentration camps or these rape dens or these warehouses or these profitable cartel you know, headquarters here in the United States. The other thing I want to mention, too, is um, these children, you said, how are they getting here? I think... I think Ben uh, really showed, uh, the, the, you know, through the Panama Canal or through the Panama, Panama region and, and coming up through South America, I think he showed probably the largest uh, trafficked uh, route that these people come. The, the problem is, is when they're getting to Mexico, once they get to Mexico, that's where they're removed from their families. I don't, think, I don't think a majority of these kids are just coming on their own or like millions of them are being trafficked at one time. I think the, the coordinated plan here is get them into Mexico. We'll separate them in Mexico. Yep. We'll send the adults through the ports of entry. We'll send the children to the concentration camps. And we continue to make billions, baby. And here's the other You're thing I want to mention. Here's the other thing I want to mention. A lot of this didn't start ramping up. I mean, obviously, this didn't start ramping up until Biden took over. But think about this. When did it really ramp up? It, ran, it ramped up when the states and the federal and the, and, the, and the Supreme Court stopped doing abortion. Because so far, we're looking at like 160,000 lives saved throughout a few states just since they outlawed abortion or put massive limits on abortion. Well, where are these kids going to come from now? If we can't get these aborted fetal cells for the organs or we can't get for whatever, you know, Planned Parenthood can't get them for scientific reasons or selling parts or whatever, let's get them from these kids wow. that are alive. And then let's take it one step further. And while they're alive, let's drain their blood and scare the hell out of them and get that adrenochrome while we're at it. Because I don't care what anybody says, that stuff is real. And what they right, do 100%. is real. So, yes, I believe the government is fully involved in this. And I know we have to say allegedly, but I can also then come back and say, allegedly, my ass, in my opinion, you're doing it. In my, right. in my, in my research, you're doing it. They need, and it's so, it's so messed up, Jeremy. And, and I have that drone footage too. It's not just Walmart. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to play that. I'm the Walmarts that. are the upgrade because if I can talk over it, you can throw it up on the screen right now and I'll tell everybody exactly what they're seeing here. But from the, from the high level view of what's going on here, they're not just Walmart. They, they've here. upgraded. 
and converted to the Walmarts because the Walmarts are indoors. I couldn't get drone footage of what's going on on the Walmarts. Now, the next video Jeremy's about to put up, this is a female camp. This camp here, these are where girls are held from the ages of infant all the way up to the age of 13. And there, and each building you're gonna see on the screen here is a separate building where there's eight to 10 female girls being held captive. And they're not technically allowed to leave these facilities during certain, certain times. The whole outside perimeter of every, of every facility, even the Walmarts, the outside facilities here, you can see them. So those big buildings are like the intake centers. That's where the children come in. That's where the staff members are working. Those individual little houses there on the left, those, whole, those house eight to 10 children. And you can see around the outside of the property, they have an indoor fenced in facility where like, even if the kids were to jump that fence, they still have to run across the parking lot and jump over another fence. Those in the middle there, that dirt, those are soccer fields where the kids are legally allowed to go out there. And if you look at that, it's like a concentration camp in Germany. The soccer fields are surrounded by the inside of those. They build the buildings around the outside of them. So people driving by on the dirt roads cannot see that there's a bunch of children being housed in these camps. Now we're gonna come over here and you can see those are little kids being escorted. Those are little oh, girls. Yeah, walking I see them right there. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. And I'm the only one on LFA TV. This is the only place you're ever going to see this footage until somebody else. I'm the only one in America that has got drone footage. And you can see these children being trapped. Now, if you watch here, this girl's going to drop. So it looks like the girl in the blue shirt is the escort. Yeah. Uh, everybody else is the children. And she's going to walk. You're going to watch her walk these kids into this facility. These kids can't walk around the outside of these facilities without chaperones. That's how contained these kids are. They don't want anybody to talk to these kids. They have media signs on the front gate. It's all gated off. You can end it now, Jeremy, but that's, I mean, this is some real shit here, man. And our government's involved in it. And I even think it's going to go farther to saying like, what would be the best place for cartels to stretch their drugs? What would be the perfect shield? I mean, nobody's going into these facilities. Nobody's raiding these houses. I mean, you're going to have to have big government weight to come down to get police inside this facility. So there'd be no better way to hide the drugs than right there. So, knows? so, just, so here's what table. I'm, so here's what I'm wondering. We always hear big, tough, tough talk from people like Chip Roy and Ted Cruz. Why aren't they there? Why is it Ted Cruz? Ted Cruz is a United States senator, senator, far more power than somebody like a representative Chip Roy has or a Scott Perry or anybody like that. Where, where's Governor Abbott? Wait, so this isn't, wait, this is in Brownsville. Yep. Okay. Where's Governor Abbott? Yep. Where's Ted Cruz? Where's Chip Roy with his loud mouth and his DeSantis uh endorsing ass where are these people where are they at jeremy where the hell are they at and this is why this is why michael von jungle and vandersteel Infowars, they all want to they all want to organize a massive protest down here he's already got helicopters that are willing to fly over the buildings with banners who's that Alex? Get five, that no that's that's what um michael von jungle wants to organize and i said we'll get the lfa team down there let's yeah, blow this let's will. blow the roof off this let's go and force force their hand to i mean if a swat team ran into that any one of these facilities with two thousand children you cannot tell me in your heart that you think that at least one of those children isn't being held against his will in there. oh yeah and you, if there's I, just yeah. one kid it's one when did we who's where's osha where's where's all where's the fda i mean they're serving children five thousand at a time food there is it is it zoned? Is that is do they have permits and everything to serve food and all everything that they need at these facilities? The amount of people that have to be paid off to keep this going will absolutely make you sick. And when we start breaking down the stories of the city officials and uh, the city officials and the city council in Brownsville, and you see their LGBTQ yeah. agenda, it's all going to make sense, Jeremy, yeah, no, and make, it's all going to be exposed. It makes sense. It makes sense. Well, we're going to keep we're going to keep at it, and uh, uh, good work. This is Matt. This is great job going down there. Uh, I know it's scary, uh, but it's got to be done. And that's what we're here that's to do. Good. That's why we're here. 
We're not here to get likes and views and go look at my show. It's bigger and better every day. <laughs> We're here to, sh- to be shut down. We're here to be arrested. Right. We're here to be killed. And I, and I know people who go, well, don't say that. I want you to understand what everybody here is committed to do. And it's what the news should be committed to do, but they're not. Anyway, Ryan, I appreciate it, man. Watch Ryan Matta every day, ladies and gentlemen, 2 p.m. Eastern time right here on LFA TV. Matter of fact, Ryan, I'll give you the last 30 seconds. God bless you, man. Jeremy, if it wasn't for LFA TV, if it wasn't for Jeremy sending me down there, this story would have never broke. Michael Von Jungle would have never been on it and would have never been on it. They were on it because I brought them into it, and it's because of you, Jeremy. And the amount of children that we're going to save, it's going to be credit to you, so thank you, man. Well, it's, all glory Big goes time. to God. How about that one? All glory God go bless to God. you, man. All right, brother. God bless you, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there he is, Ryan Matta, Matta of Fact. Check out his show every day, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on LFA TV. Uh, what, what can I say? What can I say? Here's where we're at now. This is the life we're in now. It's sickening and disgusting, but that's, that's where we are now. Ladies and gentlemen, I tell you every single time when we bring a sponsor on that we bring on a sponsor that if you can afford to buy something from them, it will help you. It's not just to sell you something. And that's for Patriots. Amanda Collins and Caden sent me a flashlight, a multi-use flashlight uh, from Four Patriots for my truck. And I want to thank them for that. But it's not just about the Patriot power generators, guys. It's not. It's about the survival food. It's really about peace of mind. Thank you, Bus 54 for the Rumble Rant donation. You have no idea how much that helps our efforts here. We really appreciate you. God bless you. It's about peace of mind, folks. It's about making sure that you and your family have what you're going to need in any kind of emergency. I don't care if it's a fire tornado, a train chemical spill derailment, supply chain breaking down, power grid being overloaded, Green New Deal, sound all familiar? better to have and not need than need and not have and i want peace of mind that's why they're here as a sponsor that's why we shop with them they even have the emergency drinking water packs now and also the ultimate meat medley jumbo survival kit fourpatriots.com promo code lfa ladies and gentlemen thank you for shopping with them now i had to get to this story this is huge 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 news an engineer a group of engineers This is where you're going to need to share. Folks, if you have not shared yet, I beg you to share it now. I wish you would have shared it if you hadn't uh, while we were talking about the, uh, the Brownsville stuff, but this is just as important. Engineers have discovered a nationwide cellular network cut off from everything else that connects election equipment and gives federal government access to our election systems at a precinct level. And I want to thank the Gateway Pundit for blowing this Wide open with their guest contributor. Look at that. Look at this network. This is terrible. But God is exposing lights. A growing majority of Americans know the 2020 election was fraudulent. And Donald Trump is going to prove that through this January 6th crap. I can tell you that. While experts... Well, let me go back to this. This incestuous collaboration between the Department of Homeland Security and the Election Assistance Commission... Leftist globalist funding foreign companies and other private partners allowed the real-time monitoring of election data and, more importantly, the ability to change the results. You think maybe this is what Donald Trump was talking about that he had? Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Moose. Thank you, all you Rumble Ranters. 
Thank you. We will save the children. You can bet that. While experts can understand the functional capabilities of how these programs manipulate elections at the county and state levels, one area of mystery remained. Experts could not fully explain how systems within individual precincts, which were supposedly air-gapped, were adding votes in real time. And a year-long research project led by an election integrity investigator from Utah, Sophie Anderson, and communications engineer Dr. Charles Bernardin, have, undis- have uncovered the mechanism that is being used to connect our election equipment at polling places across the country. Anderson and Bernard met while working together in several overlapping election integrity efforts. After submitting a countless number of public document requests from multiple federal, state, and local governments and working with all other grassroots researchers, the team realized that the federal government has indeed created a nationwide network that is capable of collecting and changing real-time votes, data, voting data at polling places across the country from one central location. The private network tool is called FirstNet. First net, one word. And like so many things that have been detrimental to the American liberty, it was sold as a tool to ensure public safety. Well, ain't that something? What is first net? Well, the idea of a nation, national cellular network dedicated to public safety was hatched in the wake of the 9-11 um, tragedy when congested cell phone networks proved to be bottlenecked for first responders. In 2012, who was President mm, Obama, Congress created the First Responder Network Authority under the Department of Commerce to oversee the build of what they called FirstNet. The original intent provided by its sponsors was that FirstNet would serve police, fire, and EMT services. However, the scope was soon expanded to include all critical infrastructure. Remember Executive Order 13848, which included water, energy, transportation, and infrastructure. Ladies and gentlemen, curiously, just days before Barack Obama left office, his administration's Department of Homeland Security used the specter of Russian interference in the 2016 election as an excuse to declare election systems to be part of that critical infrastructure. As a result, the stage was set to roll election systems into first net cellular first net cellular ladies and gentlemen dig deep we will win i want to thank you all for being here today i want to thank ryan matta for everything that he's doing i want to thank the other lfa tv family uh hosts it is not easy to do this job especially for the very 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 little pay that all of them get if they get anything God brought this team of people together to do one thing, tell the truth. Even about ourselves. If there is no trust, there's no truth, there's no us. If there's no trust, there's no us. How about that? So I just want you to know, maybe this is your first time watching. I highly suggest that you subscribe to this channel. Every one of us worked for or with another news station and every one of us left because of what we realized even the alternative news stations are doing. If there's no trust, there's no us. Now, I would like to end this show today with, I titled Trump has aces up his sleeves because he really does. Sing happy birthday. Well, it is my cousin Tony's happy birthday. My cousin Tony, Anthony, is is in here right now as bull cub. It's his birthday today, my birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Cousin Tony. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, brother. I miss you, man. I miss you a lot. Maybe you can make your way up to Wisconsin next Tuesday and see me and my wife for dinner. How about that? 
Reach out to me, brother. You know how. Love you, man. God bless you. God bless all of you. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to leave you with a great video. Made me smile. Check it out. There are right ways and there are wrong ways, ladies and gentlemen. But there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out and your head up high. Thank you for joining in. Nothing can stop what's coming, ladies and gentlemen. God is on the move, and we are his soldiers. We're wearing the armor of God, and we will make America great again by making America godly again. God bless each and every one of you. I love you. Peace out.